Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's, What's up? up? My dude. <laughs> What's going on? We're, we're at... We're at 172. 172. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is because someone unsolicited wrote in and said 171 was the best episode yet. Best episode ever. And here we are. We were like, you know what? We'll still keep going. What's up? We're not one to quit. No. Just because we've reached the pinnacle of podcasting. Just a cheeky another 170. You know what's interesting about that email? You want to talk for real for a minute? Yeah. Like for real? For real, for real? For real, for real. For real, for real. Just between us. Okay. Just between us two dudes. Don't, don't, not between us and the podcast listeners. Right. Just us. (laughs) Okay. Jerry Garcia of The Grateful Dead Mm. often commented that his experience of a great concert and the audience experience of a great concert were frequently two very different things. Oh. Right? And that's kind of how I felt reading that email. Cause last week I walked away from the show and I was like, Oh, that was good. Yeah. You know, like good show. That was fun. I mean, it's always fun. <laughs> it's always fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sometimes I'm walking away and I'm like, Oh my God, that was awesome. You know what I mean? That was like amazing and so much fun. And I'm like driving home laughing to myself. <laughs> you know, oh, we're hilarious. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, that's a good show. And then sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, that was the best. I agree with you. I thought last week's was just a show. Yeah, like, it was we, good. It was good. It was, it was good. fun. Yeah, yeah, we had fun. But then uh, uh, we did get an email from a guy who said this was the best ever. Mm. Which I loved reading that email. Yeah. And we have some good emails to get to later this week. That's true. Although Frodo... Shots fired. I know. I can't wait to get to that one. Okay. We'll, you'll have to wait to see who she backed up and who she shot at. Shots fired. But hold on, Penn. Yeah. We have something we need to discuss. What's that? Well, there's some breaking news. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> that is... Custom made by Frodo. Wait, have I heard that somewhere else before? Frodo made that for us. I'm saying it's custom. Yeah, that's no. custom. Yeah. No. You've never heard that yeah. anywhere before. Yeah. Wow. Wanna hear it again? Now a breaking news from <laughs> Pensinwa Podcast. This we, just in. This just in. Alf denies he will appear in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um I did not know there was talk that Alf was gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So in looking into the story, apparently James Gunn and Alf on Twitter have become friends, friendly. All right, All right now hang on, hang on, hang on. Slow your roll. <laughs> All right, as the, as the kids would say, slow your roll. Yeah. When you say Alf, mm. are you talking about my boy from the 80s TV show? Yeah. The popular alien life form that liked, he didn't he eat waffles a lot or something? Cats. Cats. 
he ate cats. It was Garfield that ate waffles. Right. So I was lasagna. like one. But I was here. lasagna. One thing yeah. down the food chain. Three. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, right. So you're telling me. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here with a straight face, mm. reporting as news yeah. <laughs> that James Gunn, uh-huh. one of our favorite directors, is friends with Alf yeah. from the 80s. Right. And Alf <laughs> got on Twitter and said, sorry, I'm not in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> and then James Gunn said, man, sometimes my close friends don't realize they've already been in Guardians of the Galaxy and there was a picture of the radio, and there's a stick, an owl sticker on it. And wow, he's like, "Well, we're famous." I love it. So now I don't know if you know this about Alf. I don't. But Alf, the character, mm-hmm. uh, is a really weird and cool story to look into of how he was designed and everything, mm-hmm. and that the creator basically made Alf his like you know like there's brands, yeah. There's the Alf brand or whatever. But Alf, there's no, this is Alf in this thing, this is Alf in this thing. Alf is Alf. And he's always, there's just one Alf. Right. And the idea is that the show was Alf came to Earth and then starred in a show called Alf. (laughs) What? So the show Alf stars Alf. Right. Not the guy who made Alf. It's okay. star- Alf is supposed to be, hit, like, and he like legally made it up that Alf is oh, like. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Alf is the actor, and gotcha. this way that Alf, the Alf brand can't be taken advantage of. Yeah. So Alf is always Alf, and so you go on Twitter. It's not a group of people being Alf. Right. It's the one guy. Yeah. As Alf. But Alf is Alf, and Amazing. he's separate. I don't know how else to explain. Amazing, it. yeah. So it's it's All like right. he's like he's real. So it, it now that now you tell me that backstory, yeah, it comes as no surprise whatsoever that Alf would be friends with James Gunn, right? And you never know with these kind of things. I mean, ET was in the Phantom Menace, where and when they show the. Uh, uh, Vote of no confidence in the chancellor. Yeah. There's all the aliens going ah, 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 from their little pods. Yeah. One of the little pods is a bunch of <laughs> ETs. I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Just Google it. Yeah. Just Google it. So, so Star Wars and, and Star Trek, like they do that all the time. So then there's, uh, I think, start the first new Star Trek has like when there's debris in the sky, there's like an R2D2 <laughs> floating. I did hear that. Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Um, I spotted a detail on Saturday Night Live this week. Did you watch Saturday Night Live? No. So there's this gag where one of the cast members goes into Colin Joe's um, dressing room. And he has, he has all these self-affirming sticky notes on it. Of course, it, it's not really his dressing room. And the, all the sticky notes are like, I'm beautiful, I'm funny, my mom loves me, like all this kind of stuff. But as the camera like pans all the sticky notes... If you were a fan of SNL in the 90s, you would remember that character that Al Franken did. They said, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And as the camera like panned the other jokes that were on the sticky notes, around the sticky notes that were the jokes were those sticky notes, like in that order. Oh. Yeah, it was. I was pretty pleased with myself. for Because I, 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 th- I was looking for it because I thought that was going to be the joke. Who was the host this week? It was... Um, uh, 
Selena Gomez. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch was the week before? Yeah. Because yeah, I saw a clip from that that had me cracking up where yeah. the girl pretended she had, she's like, I have, I'm the understudy for everybody. <laughs> right. And then she goes in as Elizabeth Olsen and Elizabeth Ol- Olsen comes in. And, <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch's like, oh my God, the, the, the multiverse is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in other news, um, remember Alec Baldwin had that incident where he shot somebody on the set of the movie Rust? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's been lots of legal follow-up to that. Mm. Somebody died. Right. Right. And so there's been lots of legal follow-up to that. And the producers of the movie Rust have now announced that they will continue a production. Really? They're going to make this movie. Wow. With Alec Baldwin. What do you think about that? Oh, man. That's going to be hard to, like, want to see that movie. Well, they finished The Crow. Yeah. You know? And that, yeah. was, a, that was a multimedia success yeah. or whatever. David, I, th- I think now's the time to tell you. Right now? Yeah. Hold on. Can, can <laughs> wait a minute? Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> if I died during one of our podcasts. Yeah. I do not want you to finish it. I do not want you to be well enough to finish this. I want the show to just stop. And and then you can tell the listeners like what happened, but then like stop the show, call it a day, run the closing credits and Pat is be done. Dead. Anyway. <laughs> also this week the new trailer came out. <laughs> Pen fell over dead. And this week's listeners notes. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the movie. Shit, I should call Amy. <laughs> I should call Amy. <laughs> Why would you call her in the middle of the show? I mean, I'm already right. I'm already I'm, dead. I'm I'm obviously struggling with how to move forward. I'm not gonna be more dead in forty five minutes. Finish the show. That's I should call it. It can wait. I'll finish. Wait. <laughs> She'll find out eventually. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Christopher Walken. You better handle. I'm not. Okay, okay. you want to do this? No, you better handle because this. Because this got me angry. Because I don't really just again, just between the two of us. Mm-hmm. I don't love Christopher Walken. I have a love-hate relationship. Okay, with that's fair. Which is why this news is not great for me. Okay, and a lot of people came at me. A lot of people came at me this week, and they're like, check this out. This is great. And I wholeheartedly think it's miscast. Mm. Christopher Walken has been cast as Padasha Emperor Shaddam Carino. Easy for you to say. In Dune Part 2. So here's why I don't like this. The Emperor Shaddam is... Shinum. Shinum. He's, he's, uh, I don't know how they're going to play him in this movie, though, because they've gotten rid of a lot of the, like, political intrigue. But he's a, he's like a smarter, uh, conniving, like, he's, the whole idea of the spice is it prolongs your life, so he's not old, he's old, but he doesn't look old. Uh, just like me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Christopher Walken just his person like, he's really gonna have to ch- I don't know uh, he's gonna take I don't hate it it's not like the worst thing it's not the worst thing in the world but I will say this is the first casting for Dune that I have a hard I'm running a hard no at yeah uh, now you might be like well you didn't like Jason Momoa and it's, like, I didn't, it's not that I didn't like Jason Momoa I was worried that he was too famous for the role mm. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that. Yeah. Do we have a anticipated date for Dune Two? I think it's. I don't know. Hang on. I thought me, it was next. I thought it was next spring. I'm but. friends with a Dune expert. Let me okay. let me get him on the phone. Okay. You want to dial it in? <laughs> yeah. Let me, let okay, me dial it in. Let me let me just make sure we're. Boop, boop, boop. I mean, I can, we can we can actually do it if you want. <laughs> it can run through the board. Yeah. Should yeah. Do, okay. You want me to? Yeah. Go, hold on. Let me just make sure it's all all uh, hooked up here. Hold on. Find his number here. I haven't talked to him in forever. I hope he hasn't like gotten a new number. Yeah, you or think he's he's probably it pretty yeah pretty pumped. All right, here we go. Should I hold that up to the mic? No, no. I mean, all right. Let's see. We go. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go nearly as. <laughs> oh, it was me. Oh, it the was whole you. Time. I, I didn't realize that that's what it was gonna be. <laughs> I wonder who in my life is the second foremost Dune expert. Who in your life could be the second foremost Dune expert? Yeah. Well, I. That's hard. Yeah, because after you, it pretty much drops it off. Dro- it drops hard, <laughs> right. right? Far. Well, you know. Oh, oh, uh, Austin Atreides. Austin Atreides. Yeah. And then you've got Austin. You're in my number two spot, buddy. The, but right, right there with him, you got you got like uh, the Abacus and the yep. Longest Andrew. Oh, and what about uh, LOL Jamie? She read the books. Mm, she's pretty far behind. Eh. She's reading. Yeah, but I like her. The books. Okay, all right. I give, I give you. I give you that. I could call and her. She always goes as if he thinks I don't have anything else to do but read these books. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Avatar. Right. Biggest movie of the year. We've all agreed. It's definitely in all the people who matter have agreed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. This is the biggest movie of the year. Now, here is an interesting fact. This was I saw this, and a number of people brought it to our attention. Avatar, the way of water, the teaser trailer got more views online in the first twenty four hours mm. than any. You mean the last? No, any. Of the Disney Star Wars sequels. Boom, jackalaka, laka, boom. 23 million of these views came from China. Shut up. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. No, there was, it, made, it was like 148 million views or whatever, and 23 million of them came from China. Well, which it means it's going to do well over there. I don't know. I don't, wait, say that number. How? What was the total? It's like 148 million. Okay, and 20 of them. 20, 23 million. 23 of them. Of them. Came worldwide, 148. 23 million of it came from China. What's that number look like for the for the Star Wars movies? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's what I thought. Avatar did do really well in China, first time around. Yeah. How many of these views were people going? Didn't my parents watch Avatar <laughs> on their first date? Well, I'll tell you the other thing that's interesting that's going on on this topic. Yeah. Is the poster's downstairs in the hallway. Mm. People are gathering around that poster to look at it. And gawking and being like, why? I was in here on Saturday afternoon. I was meeting with a lady at noon. And then when we were done meeting, I was hanging around the lobby, sort of chit-chatting. There's no loitering. Doing, <laughs> doing my thing. And I took notice of how many people were, like, they were on their way to this end of the building. And they stopped. Usually they keep walking and they look, like, they look at the posters while they're walking down the hall. People stopped in front of the Avatar poster to look at it. Now, how many of them left? (laughs) 
as a result, mockingly. <laughs> really? <laughs> this guy? Again? You are impossible. And the other, or they were like, oh, they're re-releasing. They're re-releasing it, yeah. 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 Now this movie's going to do good. I admit. <laughs> a movie that I think will not do well, but will be well-received. And also generate quite a few laughs. Right. This is Spinal Tap 2. So that's the sequel to This is Spinal Tap, which is a mockumentary, mm. one of the quintessential first mockumentaries. I was going to say, wouldn't what, at least in my life, that was the first. Yeah. Like, it's what? like this, and what's the, the dog one? Uh, Best in Show. Mm, I didn't watch that. Okay. They're all, I think they're made by the same guys. I was way too cool for that. Oh, jeez. When that came out, I was cool. You're, you're, you're too cool for Best in Show now? No, I'm nowhere near. Nowhere near as cool. <laughs> right. That's, that part is clear. <laughs> right, that I, much we know. I, I was storming, and I was like, it's maybe storming, but I can clear as day see. <laughs> right. It's not cool. <laughs> Puts his hands on. Oh, I, I can't describe it. Oh, man. So how do you feel about this? you love Spinal Tap? I, I I like Spinal Tap. I mean, yeah. it's good. It's good. I like Volume 11. I go to, you know, like, okay. Uh, do we need a sequel? Probably not. But is it going to be good? Sure. Let's see. I think it'll be fun. I think this type of humor has made a resurgence. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the antithesis of uh, the office type of humor. Yeah. Like that dry stare at the camera till it's funny <laughs> right. type of thing. Like it's right. not funny. Right. But then they don't let go of it. Right. So it becomes funny. Right. Type of type of joke that was really popular in the 80s and then died off. And then mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's back. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I got one last little piece of news. OK. We're about to uh, provide our movie review of Firestarter. Yeah. Bit here. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie grossed three million dollars domestically. Ouch. It was projected to gross nine. So Ugh. let me just save you the time. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Is less than nine, mm. like a good bit less. Mm. And when you're talking about millions, yeah. it's way less, mm. <laughs> like millions of dollars less. Which reminds me of a riddle I heard this oh, week. Oh, awesome. You ready for this? I am. Okay. If a bat and a ball uh -huh. together cost $1.20, right. and the bat costs a dollar more than the ball, right. how much is the bat? A dollar. No. How much? You're not going to give it Wait, to all right, all right, hang on. Bat and ball together are $1.20. Right. And the bat costs more than the ball. Bat costs $1 more. $1 more than the ball. Right. How much is the bat? The, the bat. So I guessed a dollar. So you're saying that's wrong. So if it's a dollar. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this on this stupid uh, show. Right, yeah, all right, no, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's so it's a, it's a dollar more. Than the ball. Than the ball. But together. They're $1.20. They're $1.20. It's a dollar twenty more than the ball. No, it's a dollar more than the ball. It's a dollar more. It's exactly a dollar more than the ball. That's what I said. No. What did I say? You said it's a, you said it's a dollar twenty more than the ball. No, but my very first answer three minutes ago was a dollar. Right, which is wrong. Oh, so what's what's correct? Dollar ten. How do you figure? Because it's a dollar more. Oh, which means right. It's the exact same amount as the ball plus a dollar. Right. It's a dollar more than the ball. If it was a dollar, which was my original answer, right. then the ball, then, then the bat would have been 80 cents more, not a dollar. Right. Yes. Uh, Correct. 
Good one. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That I'm, good I'm embarrassed that I didn't get it because usually I'm pretty decent with riddles. A lot of people stumble yeah. on that one. It's, yeah. it's because it's a word yeah, yeah. math problem. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, but that's about all we have for the news. So, you know. And we're off to trailers. Oof. This is going to be a tough patch. So yeah. I just wanted, like, we should put, like, a little disclaimer. Hmm. If you're listening, if you're, <laughs> can we just put another disclaimer? How long until Frodo becomes our official producer and makes little music bits <laughs> for each section? I cannot wait. If you are still listening, yeah, I'm and mad. you're excited to hear trailers, <laughs> right? I'm just saying, put on your seatbelt because this is a rough patch. There's four trailers, right? Each of them is worse than the next one. Really? In my opinion. No. Yeah. Right? I mean, to me, this is going to be, I don't want to pick trailer of the week. I want to pick worst trailer of the week. Really? Oh, that's easy. Yeah. Worst trailer of the week is simple. Yeah. The last one, right? No. Oh, second one. Yeah. For, for, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. David, walk us through this hot mess of trailers. Oh, wait, let me, I want another disclaimer. Another, They're not all bad. <clears throat> I want another preface. First of all, they are all bad. And second of all, none of these movies will be playing at Penn Cinema. Come on, not even the first one? Maybe the first one, just because I love you guys. <laughs> so the first movie is called The Deer King. It's a. It's made... G-Kids. G-Kids. It's, uh, it's an anime film. I think it looks fabulous. It, uh, it's animated by the same people who did uh, some Studio Ghibli stuff as well. Spirit Away. As, yeah, uh, Your Name, which is recently just an absolute... Uh, hit. I think this looks good. It's it's like feudal Japan mixed with a little magic. I'm totally there for that kind of story. I love it. I I, I dig it. This is my trailer of the week, hands down. Uh, not that it had a competition. Is it because it was in a different language and you went, oh, I don't speak in this language? No, 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 no. I'm cool. I'm cool with the foreign language. I'm cool with the reading uh, the subtitles. I, I'm cool with all that. Here's my problem, and again, I know I just lack experience. To me, it looked like every other Studio Ghibli movie we've talked about. It's not a Studio Ghibli. The only the only thing that it was missing was the guy crying with like the the massive teardrops exploding out of his face <laughs> and screaming to the sky. Right? Can you just be the resident man who knows everything about anime? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was assumed. <laughs> yeah. Now going to the man that knows everything right. about anime, right. uh, Mr. Pen, catch him. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. They're, like, I I shouldn't be a jerk. About about it, but I just, it, it doesn't resonate with me. Like, I don't love it. I don't, the art form feels dated to me. Ouch. I beg to differ. Okay. Well, everybody knows you have better taste than I do. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. old news. What? We figured that out around episode three. <laughs> <laughs> took you that long? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Well, I, what, the reason why I took three episodes because the first two episodes, I was just trying to fake it. <laughs> and then like halfway through the episode, I was like, screw it. David's the better guy. Can't do, can't yeah. do this anymore. No, no, David's better. The next movie we have here is called First Love, which is the worst trailer of the week, in my opinion. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. No? No. Really? Really. <laughs> really? Uh, First Love stars a bunch of 20-somethings playing teenagers. Right. Who fall in love. Right. And then are off to college. Hey. So they are like, oh. their families are like, yo, don't limit yourself. Yeah. Fool. Like, play the field. Play around. Yeah. Like, 
time to be hoes, you know? And, uh, but then they still love each other. Oh, that's great. And then apparently they meet later in life and they look more like themselves because they're not paying 16 year olds anymore. And what's your problem with this trailer? It looks horrible. Yeah, I agree that it looks horrible and I did not like the trailer and I'm not going to play this movie, but I didn't, I wasn't as offended by it as you were. I just thought to myself, this kind of looks like a dumb movie. I wouldn't say I was offended. I just thought it was stupid. Okay. Yeah. 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 The next movie, I guess the next movie I think looks good. Like the next movie, like it's not going to, it's probably not going to hit any mainstream movie theaters. It looks like bitter brush or I'm sorry. The movie is called bitter brush and it looks like a Western, you know, sort of beautifully shot over the mountains and, you know, the Western genre as you will. And it's about these girl cowboys who are herding cattle over a mountain. Yeah. It was hard to figure out if it was a documentary or a film. I'm, I'm almost positive it's a film. Okay. But it's filmed very documentary like. It's right. If you if I was wrong and it was a documentary, I wouldn't be like totally surprised. Well, that's see that's yeah, cuz that's the part like some of the part the, some of the, the like stuff above it is like oh how it was filmed or anything made it sound like it was documentary. Yeah. But then the dialogue made it sound like it was staged. Some of it's pretty good. Like uh at the end she's like, "Oh, we've been doing this for X amount of years." And they're like, "Really that long?" And the girl's like, "Well, that's what Facebook keeps reminding me, but I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, this this to me was uh, my trailer of the week only because it had like potential, mm. you know. And the other dynamic um, is this like a lesbian um, Brokeback Mountain? I didn't get that because they. Co- I don't. I think it was just. I think the idea was focusing on the fact that girl ranchers. Our thing. Okay, so these two are like partners in the true like coworker sense of. Well, we never know until yeah. you watch it. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, either way, whatever. Some of the cinematography in this trailer did look beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The actors looked good. And there were you a know, bunch of cute dogs in it. Decent acting. Some good funny stuff about dogs being tougher than they appear. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I don't want to throw this movie totally under the bus. It just. No. Yeah. I th- I thought this movie honestly. The Deer King, I want to see. Bitter Brush, I would go see. Yeah, yeah. If we get Bitter Brush, I would see it. Yeah. And if some studio wanted to like get aggressive and be like, Penn, you should really play Bitter Brush. Right. As long as they don't want me to open it on Memorial Day weekend, right. then I would open it. So the next movie. Is the worst trailer of the week. I find like, it's kind of crazy. It's a documentary. Yeah. About uh, the, what's the right word here sugar canes the exploitation of sugarcane workers in yeah. hawaii and in film the hawaii workers in general i thought it was in general yeah 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 you're right yeah. you're right just the exploitation of indigenous people of hawaii right yeah it, i think but culminating in the burning of the cane field right um i think if you went back and rewatched this trailer uh-huh you would recognize that it's a very poorly made trailer. Oh, now yeah, it, it makes probably the film probably makes some very important points and I'm not trying to downplay the significance of the topic at hand, but this tra- here's my problem with the trailer. The trailer starts and it sort of says like it has some clips of old Hollywood movies being filmed in Hawaii. And then it sort of says like, you know, you've taken, uh, this is my words, not the movies. They say it much more eloquently 
you've taken advantage of us. This is not sustainable and it sucks for us. And this is what happened when we started to speak up. And then the trailer stopped like yeah. very abruptly. Yeah. It had like a weird headline that was too long to read. And then it just stopped. Like literally it stopped like yeah. almost like mid. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what, what did I just watch? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I guess it's the fact that First Love to Me seems like such a horrible film. <laughs> but I guess this is a worse made trailer. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, okay. All right. Speaking of poorly made movies. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. This movie, I was disturbed. Uh, this movie that we're reviewing this week is called Firestarter, based on the classic Stephen King novel, right? Yeah. It was novel, right? Mm -hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't like nonfiction. No. No. Not this time. Uh -huh. Yeah. He's known for his nonfiction, right? Right. Yeah. He's a historical writer. Right. In Maine, documents. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but this one, he branched out. This one was fiction. Yeah. It was a novel. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it was based on a Stephen King novel. And at the end of the show, we're going to talk about, you always ask, like, what are you watching? What are you reading? Yeah. Right. And- Kayla and Amy and I watched a movie that was awful. It was on Netflix. And at the end of the movie, we watched the whole thing. I don't really know why, but probably because we were all too tired to like get up and turn off the TV. At the end of the movie, I said to Kayla, the best thing about this movie is that eventually it ended. <laughs> and I will say that Firestarter was better than that. Wow. Firestarter was better than that. And I did not love Firestarter, but here's what the, here's the best thing I'll say about it. And I mean this genuinely, sincerely, unironically. It was almost like, not almost, it was an origin story. And if you told me that there was going to be a Firestarter 2 starring this girl and seeing what she does with her new, newly discovered powers, I'd be all in. Like I could get excited about watching her. Yeah. Watching Firestarter 2, I would go see it. Even though I didn't love this one, but I felt like the problems with this movie are not related to the girl. And I would love to see what somebody does with that character, what adventures they take her on. I saw this movie with LOL Jamie and her. Review, oh, she was not LOLing. No, but her review was the best part of that movie was Zach Efron and how delicious he is. <laughs> well, he is tasty. I'll yeah, tell you that yeah. much. I was like, I cannot yeah. deny. Yeah. What he doth supply. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought the movie was, this was a really good made for TV film. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> pissed off that they snuck it by me and tricked me into playing this TV movie in my movie. It theaters. felt like a TV. It felt like a VOD TV movie. It felt not even a VOD movie. It felt like I was watching this on Saturday and there should have been commercial breaks. Right. That's what it felt like. And a lot of the horror in it and stuff, the visuals, also, I don't know if it's because John Carpenter was involved or whatever, but also felt very 80s. Yeah. And it's like, oh, seeing the two guys' heads catch on fire like that would probably be a big deal in the 80s when setting someone on fire was not a digitally thing that we see all the time. Right. No. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I guess that's a, as a practical effect. That's pretty cool. Yes. Were you thrown off by some of the inconsistencies? For example, the scene that I think you're referencing where she's trying to break into or out of the dungeon tunnels. Mm -hmm. Every two guys that came after her, she killed them differently. 
Yeah. Like she would burn one down and then she would get the two guys to shoot each other. Yeah. And then there would be like something different. And like, what, what's up with that? I think it was to show that she had all her, these different, all these different, she had her parents' powers plus her powers. Yeah. And there were some really cool aspects of it. Like the having to make eye contact. Like I mm. like how mm. the villain who they never quite clearly pointed out his ability was to guess, see your fears or whatever, which they barely touched on. But just the fact that when he was, they hadn't said anything about powers beforehand. And then when he was holding the girl, he had his hand over her eyes yeah. and he was standing. So half his face was covered yeah. so that the dad couldn't use his ability right. on him. And I think I was like, oh, okay. Now my question is movie theory question. Yeah. Okay. The dad does a real big mind frail on him where he like almost kills himself messing with the bad guy. Yeah. And up until that point, the bad guy was just like all about his mission. Get the girl, right. kill whoever you have to do to bring her back, right. bring her back alive. Yeah. And part of that illusion, and he sees it right away as he sees the girl running and then he realizes it's an illusion and he hasn't moved. And then he looks and see, and, and it, then he looks and sees her running again. And it's after that, that Zac Efron says, Gotcha. And it's weird from that point on, he holds her in high esteem. Right. So my question is, did Zac Efron make him care about his daughter? Mm. Do you think that's what happened? Could be. Because, because in the end he takes. Yeah. I love that scene at the end when he carries her off along yeah. the lakeside. And he, he, he helps her get out, but then also offers his life to her and, but the weird thing is, like, is there's no other reason. It's not like he had an interaction with her, and the next time, the next scene, he's like, "She's my mother and my sister, and she's everything, and she's gonna save the world, and and she's the best thing ever." All of a sudden, so I was like, "Did did he push that thought into his head?" Or mm. yeah, I don't know. Seems like he did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the movie did horribly on business wise. The only saving grace is that because it did so horribly, yeah. I'm probably going to come off it after two weeks, which gives me an open screen on Memorial Day weekend for Top Gun, Bob's Burgers, Downton Abbey, Family Camp. Mm. Yeah, Family Camp. Oh, did I tell you about Family Camp? You said it was coming. Oh, it came. Let me tell you what. So I had this conversation last week. I'm not going to name names because, you know, mm. you don't know who's listening to the show. You right. never know. You never know on the other end. who's over there on Madison Avenue in New York or wherever the hell they are in LA. But one of my studio friends, one of my friends in distribution, wanted me to play more shows of his movie than I wanted to play. <clears throat> and I said, no, I got no time for that because I got a whole screen for family camp. Yeah. And he's like, what's family camp? And I was like, brah, family camp is going to be huge. Because at the time of this conversation, Family Camp tickets had been on sale for a while. And I saw from the pre-sales that like every single show on sale had a good amount of tickets sold, right? So I said to him, Family Camp is a faith-based children's movie, like a family movie. It's rated PG, like it's targeted to like young families, but not kids, not like five-year-olds, you know, like tweens, you know, teenagers, I guess, to some degree. Anyway... This guy was like, the movie's not even on my radar. And I was like, well, I'm sorry that your radar is broken. 
but this movie's going to do business. So I, call, I was talking to him this morning. This, so now it's a week or two later, and I'm talking to him again on, yeah. like I do on Mondays. And I'm talking to him on the phone this morning. And, and first of all, why does he have to call? Like email is so, it's such a good, like we have a record of what we agreed to and blah, blah, blah. But this particular guy likes to get on the phone and he likes to bend your ear. So I try to get off the phone as quick as possible. But anyway, I was on the phone with him this morning and I thought if he's going to make me talk to him on the phone, I'm going to make him hear about family camp. So I said to him, I said, Hey, you remember that movie we talked about when you're trying to push extra shows? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, what are you going to tell me now about how much you grossed? And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I will. Our number one movie in Lidditz was Doctor Strange, obviously. Yeah. Nationally, the number two movie was Bad Guys. Sonic, et cetera, et cetera. Firestarter wasn't even like, it was like seventh or eighth. Right. It wasn't even there. But at Lidditz, at Penn Cinema, the number two movie was Family Camp. And it grossed like over $5,000. Wow. All the other, like the... The number three and down movies all grossed like 2000 or less. And Family Camp grossed over $5,000. I talked to the guy from the studio. Lidditz was the number six screen, the number six movie theater for Family Camp in the entire country. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, Family Camp was a good decision. We booked it, you know, and there we go. Yeah. You know, and I'll keep playing that on Memorial Day weekend. I won't have to waste a screen on Firestarter. Mm. I so. thought this movie was going to be about the Prodigy song. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> so what would you say? Worst movie you've ever seen? Yeah. Yeah, worst movie you've ever seen. All right, moving on. We've got listener notes, questions, answers, comments, suggestions, and thoughts. What did we watch last week? Before this? Was it Doctor Strange? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, listen. Uh, next week, Down Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown. I like to call it Downtown Abbey when it's when I'm with someone who I don't think has a sense of humor and see if I can trick them into correcting me. And this is what you have to do, though. Yeah. You have to play it. It's like, the thing is, I don't get it. There's no one named Abby from the downtown area <laughs> on the show. I just don't understand why it's named after her. That's great. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah. That's gold. Mm. I prefer, or not prefer, but I, I do like the downtown thing. Mm. Like, where they never show the uptown. <laughs> There's not really a town. I don't get it. Yeah. It's a village? Weird. Weird. Uh, so this week, we oh heard. Boy. I don't even know where to start. We heard from someone special. It's the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> the final countdown. <laughs> That's right. Top 10 Sarah wrote in because <laughs> we put the call out. We wanted to know what happened with her and her sister at Dr. Strange. Well, what happened was she had written in a few weeks ago teasing us, mm. telling us, you know, hey, me and my sister are coming to see Dr. Strange. Get ready. Get ready because she's, she, what did, she acts out. Yeah. I think was she's the, a problem child. She's a problem. She's the family problem. So remember those people that Jeff was complaining about bringing kids in? <laughs> right. It's basically right. her sister. Oh, we, he doesn't like to be called Jeff. I know. That's why yeah, I call him Jeff. Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just add that to his list. Yeah. Justin, Jason, Jonathan, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> you I like to see that you're like equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> like you poke everybody. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, if you're in my if you're in my field. Right. You you're get getting, it. You're getting jabbed at. You get the whole works. All right. Yeah. 
So she says, we both really like Doctor Strange. Her and her sister. Mm. Yeah. I agree with David mm. about needing, you needed to see WandaVision and What If before the movie. I do enjoy the tendrils of each show weaving into the next. We did, we did both a glad, we, sorry, we did, ugh. we did both agree that we were glad we didn't see it in 3D as scenes with them crashing through all the different universes might have done me in. But it was perfect for IMAX. We got a few hoops and hollers at the appropriate surprise places <laughs> at the show we went to, and a few mutters and expletives from my sister. Oh, nothing wrong with an expletive. Um, for those of you who are not Frodo, hmm. tendrils are slender, thread-like appendages of a climbing plant, often growing in a spiral form that stretch out and twine around any suitable support, such as unrelated movie plots. Hmm. Did you really need to look that up? Well, I was... No, I didn't. Okay. Okay, so I mean, you read the sentence. Could I said tentacles and it would have made more sense to you? Maybe. Here's, here's, here's why I looked it up. Two, two things. <gasps> N- neither of which are intended as any... And you know we love Top Ten Sarah. Yeah. One of our, she's in the Hall of Fame. Mm. She's got that nice statue. That's the thing. She was the first one to get the statue. Yeah, because everybody else just had pictures. Yeah. But we and got we her like, that nice statue. Yeah. We'll just pour some bronze over you. Right. Just, it won't be a big deal. So when I say she's in the Hall of Fame, I mean she she's is in, in the Hall of Fame. fame. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Steed has been looking for her for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, little does he right. know. Right. So anyway, so with no disrespect right. and no, no question whatsoever, but I was wondering two things. First of all, if that was the correct word that I thought it was, and second of all, how we spell it. I just wanted to know. Yeah. You know, I was just curious. And then when I read the definition, I thought, oh, this is too perfect. Because what I found in looking it up is not only did Top Ten Sarah spell it correctly, but also absolutely perfect use of the word. Yeah. I mean, there's no better word to describe the plots, you know, that made their way into Doctor Strange. So kudos to you, my friend. Mm. Well, do you want to read this next one? From a new listener. Daemonus Prime. Or is it Dominus? Dominus. Dominus or Daemonus? Doptimus. Changing his name to Doptimus. Doptimus Prime wrote in and he said, first time podcast listener, but with a new promotion comes a long drive. Listen to the backlog. So what I was, um, I thought he was referring to like a promotion we were putting on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Damn it, David, another promotion. Another one? I know I was late to the staff meeting. Yeah. You know, because I was picking up donuts for everybody. Where? You Thank know, goodness you got the donuts. Not that they were appreciated. I was getting hangry. Not that I was appreciated or respected, but I did get the donuts for all the well, staff. But you were late. I was late. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought to myself, probably during that first 45 minutes that I was late, they went ahead and put on some kind of special promotions, like listen to three episodes, get the fourth episode free. Well, you were 45 minutes late for the 15 minute meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I figured you guys probably did something yeah. like, it. but what, what Doptimus meant was he meant that he had gotten a promotion, mm. which is great. Congratulations. Yeah. But then because of said promotion, he now has a longer drive. Right. All right. So he wrote, First time listener, but with my new, see, it would have been more helpful if you would have said with my new promotion, <laughs> but he said with a new promotion, right? Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to read it the way I would have written it. <laughs> oh, please. First time podcast listener, but with my new promotion comes a long drive to listen to the backlog. So in other words, I think he's going to 
go back and listen to some old shows. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. I love doing that. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, so here's what he thought about Doctor Strange. This is Optimus Prime. He says, I loved Doctor Strange, and I loved how edgy it was compared to the rest of the MCU. I think PG-13 was an acceptable rating that had nothing to do with the fact that it was a Marvel movie. In other words, there was some question we had speculated on the show last week. If it would be harder rated. Or, right. And, yeah. and somebody was speculating, like, maybe it got PG-13 just because it benefited from having the Marvel name. Right, right, but right. He's, he's saying no, that he does not think that. He goes on to write, I agree that parents got to do their research when taking their kids to the movies. We were so close to taking our five-year-old, but my father-in-law said it wouldn't be a good idea. I also agree that I feel like I hit a wall with the MCU. Ouch. I think my problem with this movie is that I didn't have any surprises. All the character reveals were spoiled by trailers. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to comment on that? Uh, yeah. So, you I mean, that's cool. It, he had a lot to lot to respond to what you're saying to that last week, and uh, you know, it's I'm sorry you hit the wall like I have. I, I don't. As, I, I, here's the thing. Strong as it is for me. I don't. I don't feel like I hit a wall, and <laughs> and I'll tell you why. And I don't think you did either. Okay. Do as hell. Since <laughs> do, you're in my brain, do tell me how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I'm ready to be told. <laughs> Please, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> Let's gaslight this as much as we can. <laughs> my thoughts are not my own. By David Moulton. <laughs> Let me tell you. The history of the Pensima podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you what you think. <laughs> That's my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think, all right, let me rephrase that because okay. I feel like there's no good way for me to dig out of that. Probably not. All right, so let me start <laughs> over. I don't think I've hit the wall. Okay. And the reason why I, do, I submit for your consideration how excited we all are for Thor. Mm, Thor. Now, I get it that that everybody who has written in and everything you've said on the show, I agree with, which is that Doctor Strange was perfectly middle of the road. So I, I agree with that. I get it. And I see how that could be like uninspiring or whatever. You don't run out of theater like chanting MCU, MCU, right? Well, I did. You, right. <laughs> but no, but I, nobody else I, did. I'm a true fan. Right. I don't, right. I don't let one, right. no. one you right. know, mediocre movie hold me down. Right. So my point is, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the movie was okay. And I'm not trying to tell you that it was better than okay. But I'm telling you that it was okay. And the reason why I don't think I've hit the wall with Marvel is because of how excited I am for Thor. <laughs> I think, you know, people were starting to feel this way and then No Way Home happened. And it brought everybody back. Yeah. So I think it's, it's we're on a roller coaster right now. Okay. Where we're, we're just fluctuating between what I'm hoping we'll get with Thor is really good. Yeah. And average. Yeah. Which is better than... Most. Average and bad. Yeah. 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 Better and average. And, but you're talking about on a scale of Marvel movies. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is curved. Yeah. Pretty hard. Okay. So uh, Optimus Prime goes on to ask me a specific question. Um, he experienced, a lot of people experienced some technical problems on Sunday with the IMAX shows of <gasps> Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, one of the shows we had to give readmission passes to the entire audience um, because the disruption was so significant. And the other one, um, we gave out some passes, um, but it was kind of like one of those things like, 
shit happens type yeah. of type of thing. Like if you wanted to ask for one and if like, and if you were there and you didn't get a pass and you feel like you want one, by all means, write me podcast at pencinema.com and I'll get you a couple passes to come back to IMAX. But here's what happened. So it, well, it, well, first off, we should be clear. Uh, Optimist was not complaining. He no, said no, he right. was just curious because right. he likes to hear about the back, right, the right, back right. story. Right. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. yeah. He was just inviting me to comment on like what happened. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing. Do you remember, um, like I never had a grandfather like this, but I feel like they exist, right? Where the grandfather says like cars these days are terrible because you can't work on them. Oh yeah, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. right. The, the the grandfather, or the uncle, or whoever is like, I used to be able to work on my pickup truck, and I could change everything about it. And you know, nowadays it's just a computer, and you gotta take it to the dealer who hooks it up to their computer to tell you what's wrong with it, right? Yeah. And the IMAX, and frankly, all of our projectors are pretty much like that now. So when it was film and something went wrong, we had the tools and the parts that we could like, if something went wrong in the middle of a movie, we would stop the movie and either fix it quick or dismiss the whole audience yeah. and take a few hours to fix it. And then we'd be back up and running, right? Cause it was a film projector uh, running 35 millimeter film is a more mechanical, you know, all the pieces come together and, and this engine has to strike a light bulb, which creates the light and it shines through the piece of film you know, it's very like direct. Yeah. And then because this incredibly bright light is shining through this little film with pictures on it, it displays an image on the movie screen and it's like one plus one equals two. Right. Right. Well, the servers that display the images now, there's no, obviously everybody knows there's no more film or at least not in any of our theaters. Um, the servers are kind of like the new car. Like once they go, there's really like literally I always say this and people always think I'm exaggerating when a server has a problem during a movie and the most, the two most common problems are you're watching a movie and then all of a sudden it appears that the movie is being filmed through a red lens. Like the whole screen is red. Mm -hmm. um, you can see the act, you can see the action happening on screen, but it's all tinted like dark red. That's one thing. And then the other thing is, and we call it skipping, which you can imagine what that, you know, it's sort of like, the, yeah, it kind of buffers and kind of skips. And the best remedy we have for both of those is try unplugging it. <laughs> try unplugging the server and count to 10 and then plug it back in and reboot it. And, hope it's better. and maybe it's fixed. And frequently that does fix it. Wow. And the funny thing is that's like the running joke around here. Cause every time, anytime anything's wrong, the, you know, once you've gone through all like the, there are other steps you take first to troubleshoot. But once you've gone all through all those troubleshooting steps, somebody's like, did you try rebooting it? You know, did you try unplugging it? So a few years ago, I was on my way to CinemaCon. Right. Amy and I were on the plane and the captain comes on. I swear to God, it's true. Captain comes on. Now, this is on a this is not a server that's going to entertain me for two hours. This is on a billion pound piece of metal that's going to throw throw me, you through the thrust sky. me thirty thousand feet into the sky, yeah. pretty much in outer space, and hope to not drop me. 
Right. right? This is where I have put myself into this cylindrical metal tube. Right. Yeah. And supposedly it's going to lift itself up into the air and not drop me. Right. And then put itself back down on the ground in one piece. If you're lucky. 2,000 miles away. Right. Mm. So I'm sitting in this tin can and the guy who's driving it comes on the loudspeaker. <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. He goes, we're having some trouble with the airplane. So I'm rebooting it now and we're hoping that fixes things. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be, I literally from that plane, Lori, if you're listening to this, Lori was the GM at the time. And I literally from that plane texted Lori and I think Drew, and I was like, you're never going to believe what I'm dealing with here. I'm sitting in the plane and they're literally going to unplug it, count to 10 and plug it back in (laughs) and see if that fixes the problems. So what happened in IMAX, this is a very long way of explaining that I have no idea what happened in IMAX. Something went wrong with the server. We did what we know how to do. Mm-hmm. We rebooted the server. It did not fix things. So we put in an emergency ticket with the IMAX Corporation who overnighted an entire brand new server and dispatched one of their technicians to the building. Server and the technician were in the building Monday morning, literally, and problem was solved by, by the Monday night shows. Wow. Yeah, so they took out the old server so what happens with IMAX, and, and this is one of the things that's great about IMAX, even though on Sunday it, it wasn't able to solve the problem, but IMAX has a dedicated, uh, what do you call it, when you can like log in and see? Mm-hmm. like So they can log in on their computer and see our server. Right. So, so we're all looking at the same things. So once, once we go through what we know how to do locally, the, the IMAX tech has greater resources available to him or her you know, out in Toronto where they're, where they're troubleshooting from. So they went through all they they know how to do and still couldn't fix it. So they said you need a new server. So now the nice thing we complain about IMAX cause it's very expensive to be an IMAX theater, but in a situation like this, it kind of works out a little bit cause you get a, you know, I didn't have to buy a new server, you know, cause I pay them like a, a to keep it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so so that's what happened on Sunday, and we had a brand new server and a technician dispatched to the theater. They were here Monday morning. We were back up and running Monday afternoon. Wow. No, uh, no further difficulties. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Behind the scenes look. Yep, yep. So next we got Frodo wrote in. I love her. And she said, with Doctor Strange. I don't love this series of notes. It seems very David-sided. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe you're living in a bubble. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what. Because you're like, David, the internet comments, they're not real. All right. One comment. real. Throw me under the bus one topic at a time. Let's do the first topic. <laughs> Proto says, with Doctor Strange, David, you hit a nail on the head. It was aggressively middle of the road. And I thought the exact same thing watching it, that this was a wall for me. Was it worth watching? Sure. sure. In a kind of why not sort of way. <laughs> If I had some specific, or sorry, it had. Some I feel like I feel like there's like a lot of middle school girls and high school girls that would refer to like reflect on dating me that way. Was so, it was it worth dating, Pen? Sure, in a kind of why not sort of way. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. So, what was it that uh, made you want to marry him? I was like, eh, why not? <laughs> why not? I was just gonna say. Probably Amy feels the same. <laughs> it had some specific cool concepts and narrow moments, but nothing expanded on it 
I'm sorry, nothing expanded on into the whole movie. Mm. There were a few chocolate chips in the bran muffin. <laughs> I've never had a bran muffin. I don't know. Maybe they're good, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so good. I love that. So good. Got yeah. a real, I just love it. So she said, uh, in defense of my opinions. Of I don't Pat, think we have time to cover this. Okay. In defense of David, this is, I wrote this part. In defense of David's opinions of Avatar and pen calling internet opinions, not real. She had a really long, really great explanation, and she even included an XKCD com- comic that like explained it. But basically, she boiled it down to this right here. When you're trying to look at distributions of data on public opinion, there are road bumps, and the perspective that opinions commonly seen expressed online are less real is, well, not itself real. <laughs> It was, it was like, this letter was like, let's take Penn to school and then like have the, have the, the Catholic teacher slap his hand with the, with the ruler. No. no. I think it was more like have the Catholic teacher like throw erasers at Penn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I got erasers thrown at me when I was in ninth grade math class and it wasn't even Catholic school. Yeah. I Bill uh, Reeves. Bill Reeves was a large man. Christopher Reeves? Bill. Oh. Bill Reeves. Younger, younger, less good-looking brother of Christopher Reeves. Okay, so same family. <laughs> right, least, right, right, probably yeah, the yeah, same yeah, family. Okay. And yeah. he, he used to say, I am 300 pounds of raw tiger meat on a stainless steel frame. Wow. And then if you got an answer wrong, he would whip the eraser at you. I, uh, in third grade, I had a teacher that threw a calculator across the room and broke it on the wall. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so you were trying to say, yeah, no, that's basically it. So basically your whole thing, when I come at you, like, we'll be all over the internet. They were saying this thing, and you're like, that's uh, that's just internet talk. It's not real. It's, uh, it's not, it's uh, nobody. No, that's not how people really think. Yeah. I was discounting an entire population of people. Yeah. Like and for that, I apologize. Yeah. I did not mean, what's the word? I, I think your opinions... On this aspect, I did not mean to marginalize. Are more the based internet. upon an era where online the online community was quite small. Let's talk dial-up AOL style. Okay, where those, at that point it was like it was just the online opinions. Yeah. But now everybody and their mom yeah. has opinions online. Yeah, and she was going on about like the people who leave, for instance, like a Rotten Tomatoes results are a certain type of people that are going to leave reviews for movies. So it's not very indicative of everyone, right? but it's still a valid. So, so should we be reading movie reviews? Is that what you're telling me? Cause I am typically a pretty staunch anti-movie review reader. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, well, I mean, we're professional movie reviews. (laughs) We write the movie reviews. So I mean, podcast at Penn cinema. If you like, if you read the movie reviews and you care what the reviews are, because one of my pet peeves is now, listen, if we're friends, like whatever, you know what I mean? But my pet peeve is like someone I don't know coming up to me and telling me, Oh, I'm sorry. The movie reviews for Dr. Strange were so bad. And I'm like, first of all, like I didn't make the damn movie. Second of all, like it's doing a ton of business. If you really look into it, didn't you make it? (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? 
right. you know, like people who like feel like the movie review is the definitive answer for how the movie is. Right. As opposed to one movie critic's opinion or 20,000 movie critics' opinions, whatever, you know, I, but so, so my question Frodo is, should I be reevaluating? And if so, I'd be interested to know what movie reviews do you and Sarah and all of our listeners, what movie reviews do you respect? What do you listen to? Has anybody ever? I only read Leonard Moulton movie reviews because I like to keep it in the family. <laughs> Has anybody ever gone and seen a movie because we talked about it on the show? I hope. I bet. I hope people have gone to see everything everywhere all at once because of us. It made me so sad. That movie only dropped 6% over the weekend, which what, what that translates to is that movie's doing really well. It has legs. But if you remember, our friends at A24 insisted only it has to be clean Short. or come out. Oof. And I didn't have a clean screen for it, so it came out. And now it's out at Zoe. So Lancaster County is without everything everywhere all at once. So what I think I might do is after Top Gun opens, so the week of June 3rd, we have a little slot between Top Gun and Jurassic World. I might try to bring it back. Ooh, back in action. Yeah. Yeah. Because that movie still has legs. I think people are still interested so in it. Good. A lot of people, one person who I really respect, the founder of Zootropolis, yeah. Lee, she said it was the best movie they have ever played really? in their 25 years of existence. Wow. Yeah. That's that means That's something. Crazy. That's somebody whose opinion I respect. Yeah. Well, you know what I do respect even more than opinions? <laughs> yeah. What you doing outside of this world? What you doing? Of this. What you doing, what you read and what you watching? Downtown Abbey. Oh wait, Downtown. that's that's your list. <laughs> that's your list. Yeah. Sorry. I so I I mentioned earlier. So what am I doing? Yeah. I'm 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 into what they're calling the second half of the fourth season of Ozark. Whoa. You're not in Ozark, are you? No. Oh my God. I love this show. I don't know why I'm just slowing these things. I love Ozark. I'm yeah. like trying to find excuses to be like by myself watching Ozark. Right. Like I'm thinking about staying late at work. Yeah. Just so that I can like watch Netflix on my desk. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry guys. I, I had to work late. <laughs> Hello addiction hotline. <laughs> right. right. So I'm really into Ozark. And then Amy and Kayla and I watched a great movie called Home Team with Kevin James. Now listen, when I say great, what I mean is a made-for-TV movie that looked like a made-for-TV movie. It's a happy Madison movie, you know, Adam Sandler, like that tells you everything you need to know. It's Rob Schneider or whatever. It's all the same usual guys. Yeah. The movie is dumb. It's corny, whatever. But there was something about it that was really appealing really yeah. heartwarming. It's about what Sean Payton, Sean Payton was an NFL coach who won the Super Bowl and then the following year was suspended from the NFL because of some questionable, they call it bounty gate. And I remember when it happened and blah, blah, blah. And this movie is the story of what happened during his year when he was suspended, which what happened was he ended up reconnecting with his son. Now the movie is, you know, it makes it look way, glosses over everything and it leaves all kinds of, heavy questions unanswered and you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not trying to say nothing, but I'm just saying it was a fun, feel good. We enjoyed it. Wow. It was a nice, it was a nice little movie hmm. called the home team. Then we had such luck with cheesy movies on Netflix that the next night we watched a movie called senior year starring rebel Wilson. Okay. And also the guy that plays Richard on veep. 
whose name I forget. Oh. And a few other people. Alicia, 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 Alicia Silverstone had like a minute three minute cameo Hello. part. Listen, this movie makes Firestarter look like an Oscar winner. <laughs> this movie was awful. It was painful. You this movie, it was like thing. ridiculous. Here's the thing. Modern, this is, uh, all right, this, all right, this is, all right, all right, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. This is it. I got hold it. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on. Let me, get my, me? let me know about this. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you because this is exciting. Okay. I just had a b- little light bulb went off. Mm. You know how I always say, like, you know how sometimes, I know it's <laughs> not always, but sometimes I get on like a little rant or a little soapbox about theatrical versus television. Right. Right. And part of my rant is theatrical. You get a dark room, you know, everybody's focused. You have that incredible presentation you have, you know, it's you're immersed in an experience. Right. And this is why theatrical movies are better. That's why they make more money. They're better received. Universal's last four movies that have been released at home and in the box office have all failed. The most recent one being Firestarter. Boss Baby 2. Bop, 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 The list goes on. And what I often describe is how much I love being in the movie theater. How much I love, you know, yeah. the escape, you know, and the 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 experience, that theatrical experience. What we did while we were watching senior year is the antithesis of that. I don't know if that's the correct use of that word, antithesis, but somebody can spell check me on that. It's the opposite. Uh-huh. The reason why we sat through this whole movie is because all three of us were on our phones, either working or scrolling through Instagram. Amy had her laptop out. She was like legit working. Me and Kayla were on our phones, texting our friends, you know, posting dumb shit on Facebook. And, of course. You know what I mean? Like, do you, you see the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, like if it was in a theater, I probably would have walked out. You know what right. I mean? Or if, I, or if it was in the 90s and we didn't have phones, we never would have watched the end of it. Right. You know what I mean? But this is what I'm talking about with TV movies. Like, it, it had a fraction of our attention. You know, and this is and that why, was too much. And, and that was all I could stand. Yeah. <laughs> but I looked over at Kayla. That, that, that was the line of the weekend. Like I looked over at Kayla when it was over and I was like, best part of that movie is that it eventually it ended. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what about you? What are you up to? Well, first off, let me just say Star Trek Strange New World is peak amazing. Peak. Look it up. Wow. See that? T- see that? Yeah. That's the peak. Yeah. Up there you'll find Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Wow. So... Definitely worth watching. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, last night I watched Downton Abbey, the motion picture. First one. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did because a part of me was like, I don't need to watch it. And then I realized everything I thought happened in the movie happened in the series finale. Mm. And I was like, not that I had completely forgotten the plot points, but like I was off. Okay. And so it was good to remind myself. Yeah. And it's good. Um, Downton Abbey opens Thursday night, Thursday afternoon. Hello. But there's a sneak. You can get tickets to an early access sneak peek on Wednesday night. Snap. 7 p.m. One show only, 7 p.m. My gosh. So if, if you're listening and you're still excited and anxious for Downton Abbey and you just can't wait till Thursday night, yeah. uh, we added a third theater. Yeah, so there are lots of good seats available. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say. Yeah. This is the first. Whoa. All these people agreeing with me. This right. Week. I know. It's got to get to your head. Is it hard always being right? 
It is. You've never been wrong. 171 episodes, he's never been wrong Until... ever, except all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Last week, we talked about Crimes of the Future's new trailer. Yeah. And we were like, I was like, I'm not watching this. It's gross. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. And you were like, I wish you would have given it a chance. You were all scholarly. If only you could <laughs> go above and beyond your preconceptions mm, yeah. and stretch your mental abilities to take in this art. I remember in saying its that. purest form. I remember saying that because I remember I got out my pipe. Yeah. I was smoking a pipe. I put on my pipe jacket, yeah, my yeah. smoking jacket. I had my pinky out. With the elbow pads yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. Put on some corduroys. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this guy looks comfortable. Yeah. And you were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I went home and I was watching uh, El Yutubo. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was an ad. And I was like, what's this trailer? And because it was so not what I thought it was. Right. And I, and I realized it was crimes of the future and it was actually like a pretty decent trailer it wasn't nearly as gross as i thought it was <laughs> it was more it was instead of just being shock value like the teaser was yeah it actually had like story in it who would have thought yeah and i was like you know what maybe i could see myself watching this movie like i'm kind of interested yeah now. so you thought to yourself let me just i'm just paraphrasing yeah pen was right i was wrong in the back of my head i thought I never find out about this. <laughs> it's over. We can never tell we Penn. never tell Penn. Right. If, he, if he finds out, he will call the police. Right. It'll be over. It will go to his head. It'll, he'll never be the same again. It'll all come crashing down because he'll question everything I say forever. <laughs> Remember that one time you were wrong, though? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm telling you, you need to go to the doctor. You got shot. You're like, yeah, but nah. I can't trust your opinion. You're not always right. <laughs> but then your arm is across the street. <laughs> is it though? Is it though? <laughs> I'll wait for some other opinions. <laughs> Why are we getting shot and dismembered? <laughs> this is the episode you died in the middle of, remember? Right. Right. Maybe I better call Amy. Ah, he won't be more dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next week we're going to watch Downton Abbey. Yeah. Uh, the new, is it called the new era? It's called it? a new era. A new era. Um, so that's, that'd be exciting. I am, I am lit. Like really, like all kidding aside, like I, I loved, this is the show Downton Abbey, the series that I started. It's kind of like such a cliche, but like Amy was really into it and she was like, you should watch this show. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I was like sort of out of the corner of my eye. like so. And then I was like having a snack and sat down. And like as soon as I sat down, I was like hooked. Yeah. And I ended up like loving this show. I thought the first movie was great. And I'm psyched for the second movie. Yeah. I remember uh, my friends were like the girls were getting to, uh, together. My friend group was mostly female. They were like, yeah, we're going to watch the show. And I mostly went because, you know, girls and and uh, they were like, well, we're, you're okay. We're going to start on episode three and watch three and four. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm just hanging out. And I loved it so much from those two episodes that we watched. I made an excuse to leave as quickly as I could. And I went home and downloaded all four episodes and watched all four them. episodes before I went to bed. <laughs> so the two episodes Perfect. I had never seen and the two that I had just watched Perfect. early in the evening. And... No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. I've been addicted <laughs> ever since. So, Downton Abbey next week. Yeah. You want to tell us what you think 
about Downton Abbey or anything else that we yeah. talked about this week, definitely shoot us an email right. podcast at pencinema.com yeah. or hit us up on Facebook. You got people active over there all the time. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to support the show mm. and what's the number one way people can do that? Well, I don't know. Have you been hearing about this latest trend? You know, I was out of town for, oh, you, for a day. So. You weren't around lately? Yeah. yeah so there's been this it. influx, <gasps> this mass like trend that everybody's doing. I don't know if you heard about it, mm. but what they're doing is they're updating their wills. <sighs> yeah. So in order to get anything from your will, you have to listen to the show. So, you know, Uncle Larry dies and leaves you a hundred bucks, but you're not yeah. getting that hundred bucks until you listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. So what you could do to support the show is just go see, you know, update your will. You know, you, this is joke, fun time, hilariousness all over the place. My mom's constantly working on her will. <laughs> it seems like every other week she's like, we need to talk about my will. And I'm like, are you dying? And she's like, well, no, but just in case, right? like here's here, let's run down all these yeah. morbid things about right. like right. who's going to get this, <laughs> right. and what's this. And it's just constantly, I can never not think about how my mom is, is ever on the presence of dying right. because of this, because right. She will do this since she's in there all the time. Right. It's just a, you know. Uh, <laughs> this will be funny. And then, and then she'll forget about it. And then I'll be in the middle of, of this, like, right. crying my eyes right. out. Right. And the, and the lawyer will be like, well, have you listened to the Do you know about this Penn Cinema podcast? And I'll be like, I'm, I'm one of the I hosts. I am be the like, Penn Cinema podcast. We just recorded episode 694. Yeah, and he'll be like, I'm going to need more proof yeah. than that. We're going to have to sit yeah. through that episode so, together. <laughs> what people are doing, though, I, they're putting yeah. they're putting little they're putting little quizzes in there. You in know, the, right? yeah. So it doesn't just say listen. It says, you know, you have to, like, pass the quiz. Specific episode. Yeah, like, yeah. which episode was it when David was first wrong? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And Spoiler alert, 171. 171, yeah. I don't so, think that's the first time you've been wrong. I mean, <laughs> maybe the first time today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But if you don't want to write us in your will, you can always just tell a friend. Tell your friends. Yeah. So, all right. Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema Podcast, I'm David Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.